RVFTA's Campground of the Week is sponsored by Jayco. To view their complete line of RVs, visit jayco.com. And by Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts. To find a campground near you, visit campjellystone.com. America the Beautiful. There is adventure to be found around every corner. And there is no better way to explore it than by staying at one of our country's 14,000 campgrounds. Our team of correspondents will guide you to the best places to park your rig or pitch your tent. On each week's episode, we'll give a complete review of one campground, location, activities, amenities, best sites, and tons of other insider intel. Plus, we'll talk about regional highlights, food, culture, attractions, family fun, and all things great outdoors. From the East Coast to the West Coast, and from the Great Lakes to the Mississippi Delta, it's time to hit the open road with RVFTA's Campground of the Week. Hey everybody, it's Jeremy and Stephanie from RVFTA.com coming at you with a special episode of the Campground of the Week podcast. Every now and then we like to take a break from that single in-depth review of a campground and give you sort of a broad summary of an area. And what a better area could you ask for than Great Smoky Mountains National Park? On our forum, Stephanie, correct me if I'm wrong, one of the main questions people ask, where should you camp around Great Smoky Mountains National Park? There's an abundance of choices. Well, it makes sense that that question's asked a lot because Great Smoky Mountains National Park is the most visited MPS site in the entire country. And so on account of that, it also has literally hundreds of campgrounds in the bigger Smoky Mountains area. So what we decided to do is sort of boil them all down and pick 12 campgrounds that are literally amazing. Now, they're not all amazing for all people. So we're going to do everything from the resort style uh, to the rustic dry camping in the actual national park. And we're also going to spread out across the region and give you options depending on where you want to stay. So what we did was we picked the best of the best in every region and also for every type of campground. And this is our roundup of 12. And like we stayed at three different campgrounds at Great Smoky Mountains National Park, we wanted to experience different areas around the park and different types of camping. So you might want to patch together a trip like that as well. So before we dive into our list of 12, we do have a sponsored message from our friends at Jayco. Since 1968, Jayco has been providing a way for generations of families to create lasting memories together. Today, Jayco offers everything from camping trailers to gas Class A motorhomes, complete with more standard features and a longer, stronger two-year limited warranty. Jayco gives you the value you're looking for and the peace of mind you deserve. Lots of family fun is to be had around a campfire with a Jayco nearby. For more information, visit your local Jayco dealer or head on over to jayco.com. Now, as you're listening, you might also want to check out the show notes because we'll have links to the campgrounds there. And I believe that Stephanie even put together a Google map for you. Yeah, there's an interactive Google map that's right there over at rvfta.com. And what it has in the show notes there is you can click on the Google map link and I have all 12 of the campgrounds located on that map. So you can really see where they are in relation to where you want to be. And then all the pins you can just click on and it's going to take you right to the campground website. So it's a really nice tool. 
Sounds like a plan to me. Now, you broke this down by region because the Great Smoky Mountains National Park is huge. It straddles Tennessee and North Carolina, and there are really separate regions of this park. So let's start around Gatlinburg. Right. Now, so for that's some the people, most well-known. <laughs> most well-known. And for some, some people are repulsed by the idea of camping right near Gatlinburg. And for some people, that's exactly what they want. Yeah. So this is often considered the gateway of Great Smoky Mountains National Park. It's where the main visitor center, Sugarlands Visitor Center, is right here, you know, minutes away from downtown. There's also some of the main major sites um, in the park that are right near the downtown area. So like when we were there, we loved doing the Roaring Fork Motor Nature Trail. And that had that great hike where you could hike behind the waterfall. And then also the Chimneys Picnic Area is nearby. And that's really a beautiful and very popular place to go in for a day and have a picnic and hang out, maybe get your feet wet, et cetera, et cetera. All right. So we've got two great campground options right here for you. The first is Greenbrier Campground. And Greenbrier Campground actually has a little Pigeon River running around it. It's almost like a little island there in the middle of the river. And it has a swimming hole, private beach, on-site trout fishing. But it also has full hookups, right? So you can sort of have that natural kind of atmosphere along with some of the more comfortable amenities. They have nice pet-friendly policies, and people also note the cleanliness of this campground. I'm hearing a little bit more and more about uh, breed restrictions at certain campgrounds. So this might be a place that you go, if, uh, depending on what kind of dog you have. This makes me think that you know, a lot of your options in the Great Smokies are on rivers. So um, if possible, you might want to get a campsite that is on a river and a lot of great places for tubing. So Greenbrier would be one of those. All right. Now, Imagination Mountain is also another campground that has those on, you know, Creekside campsites. In fact, almost every single one of the campsites in the entire campground backs up to a creek. Now, this used to be a Jellystone. So note that if you're doing a little research and seeing sort of like confusing reviews, it's been Imagination Mountain, I think, for two, about two years now. Yogi was there when we were there. And, and and when we say near, you know, Gatlinburg, we are, you know, it's, a, it's playing footloose and fancy free with the geography and this area. When you're in the mountains, a 15-minute drive is not a long drive. You're going to be driving a bit when you're in the Smokies. Imagination Mountain is near the relatively small town of Cosby. And there's lovely hiking up there, but there's not like the most famous hikes in that section directly. So if you're staying at Imagination Mountain, you probably do want to plan on doing a little bit of driving, but it's a gorgeous little campground. They had really great ice cream. They had a nice pool. It's just an adorable little place. It's one of the places we really, really have recommended a lot over the years and lots of people in our Facebook group grow and they all love it. Yeah. So it's a combination of natural beauty and also family friendly amenities. Now let's move on to Pigeon Forge. So Pigeon Forge is just a short drive north of Gatlinburg. And um, it's kind of the most, I would say, touristy area. So this even takes, you know, Gatlinburg and and ratchets it up a notch. So um, people either love or hate Pigeon Forge. Well, people love, and this particular KOA that we're going to talk about, like the Pigeon Forge KOA, 
it's right on the highway, right? From what I remember. Well, it's it's on the main drag. I would say I wouldn't say highway. I would say main drag. Um, and Pigeon Forge is a hopping downtown. So yeah, the campgrounds that are in downtown Pigeon Forge. Some people are like, well, I came to the Smokies. I want a beautiful creek, and I want mountains, and I want scenery. But then I've talked to a lot of other people who actually love the fact that there's campgrounds that are right downtown, and specifically parents of teenagers really prefer this because their kids can hop on the trolley that's right there that runs to the downtown and to all the sites and they can go off and they can do their thing and it kind of can give you a little bit of independence and access and if you don't like driving everywhere like you do have to in the Smokies this is a great place to stay. Hey, the Pigeon Forge KOA I mean if you want to be in the center of it all and you're not after that really natural wooded great you know Smoky Mountains National Park campground experience it might be a great option for you. Yeah so the KOA has the, all the KOA typical amenities, pool, hot tub, snack bar, dog park. Plus they also have like a water slide, outdoor cinema. They have a fun train that runs through. The trolley that runs through the campground actually runs right to Dollywood. Um, So that's a big perk for people that are coming for the Dollywood experience. And for us, Dollywood was an absolute travel, like all-time travel highlight. You know, if you can pay for it and you're going on a Great Smoky Mountains National Park vacation, try to get to Dollywood for a day. So our next recommendation is the River Edge RV Park and Log Cabin Rentals. Stephanie, tell us a little bit about this one. Yeah, so this has this is known for really that impeccable um, landscaping and beautifully manicured sites again in right near downtown Pigeon Forge. All the RV sites are full hookups. They have fire rinks, cooking grates, picnic tables. There's a pool, kiddie pool, hot tub, splash pad. So people like this campground because it's, you know, it's right there in the action, but it has that real RV park resort kind of feeling to it in, in terms of being impeccably manicured. Staying here is about the location and that cleanliness. It's really tidy. People like that, like buttoned up feel to it. Now, there are lots of resort type options all around Great Smoky Mountains National Park. So one that has been been around for years and has been popular and well-loved for years is the River Plantation RV Resort. And when we did our big Great Smoky Mountains trip a few years back, I looked long and hard at this one. We made other choices, but I do hope that one day we will get back and stay here because people do love it. Yeah, it's a little further north of Pigeon Forge. So this one isn't downtown like the KOA and River Edge RV Park is. It's up by um, Sevierville. And I think I'm saying that right because I've heard people say it before. But right, so that's about north, I think another 10 minute drive. Um, and this is definitely the most resort-like, I think, of all of this area options in terms of that. It has the lazy river and the splash pad and multiple pools and basketball courts and fitness centers. This and has also everything. maybe the RV is a little bit rack them and stack them too. And I, I haven't stayed here personally. But if you look at like the, the the photos of this campground, you know the RVs look a bit close together. But then you have all of the really nice amenities in the river, right? Plus there as pickleball well. courts to make up for it. Now let's kind of go to the opposite end of the spectrum. So in Great Smoky Mountains National Park, there is an area that is off to the west of um, you know Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg, and it's called it's often referred to as the quiet side of the Smokies, and that's. 
Townsend. So this is for the people that are looking for the exact opposite of what we just talked about in terms of being in the middle of the hustle and bustle. And Stephanie, when you say the opposite, it re- Townsend really is the opposite of Gatlinburg. It is pretty quiet. It is pretty sleepy. When we stayed there, like on Sunday, like everything closes, you know, I mean, this is yeah. small town Tennessee. But there is a lot to do in that area still. So that's important to note. It's not that you're in the middle of nowhere with nothing to do. In fact, some people love the fact that in Townsend, there's all of those like little country festivals and almost more quaint country kind of, of activities. Festivals. Exactly. So you won't have nothing to do. It's just a different kind of something. Tons of tubing. Yeah. Uh, with the rivers there. And also your proximity to Cades Cove. And Cades Cove was possibly the highlight for me of all of Great Smoky Mountains National Park. And we did spend two weeks there and we explored a lot of Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Cades Cove might have been my favorite place. And there are lots of campgrounds in towns and they're going to put you about 10 minutes away from the entrance to Cades Cove. All right. We're going to talk about two of them and they're both directly on the river right next to each other, really. They just have a little bit of a different vibe. So it'll depend on what you're looking for, where you want to stay. So the first one in, you know, on the quiet side of the Smokies is the Townsend KOA. Which sometimes is like, you see it called the Great Smoky Mountain KOA or something like that. The Townsend Great Smokies KOA, I think. Yeah. So this is quite possibly one of the most popular campgrounds in the Smokies. Um, In fact, it books out sometimes up to a month, I mean, a year in advance. If you're listening (laughs) to this podcast now and you want to go next summer, you're not going to get a riverfront site, probably. Right. Like you'll you, get a cancellation, maybe. <laughs> you'll be lucky to get a site. So if you want to stay at the Townsend KOA and you're listening to this, man, you gotta you gotta put press pause on this podcast and go try and book it. Yeah. So it has on-site tubing and fishing. Plus, it has all of those amenities that KOA is known for, like the pool and the playground and scheduled activities. Gorgeous and, playground. Yeah. Designed by the folks that make playgrounds for Walt Disney World. It has this combination between creating this warm and cozy, family-friendly atmosphere, but also also having those amenities. And I think that that's why people return year after year. It tends to be more of a tradition type of a campground for people. So if you can get a waterfront site here, it's as good as it gets. But it if is. you can't go just a little bit up the road, right next door to Little, little Arrow Outdoor Resort. Now, this this place changed owners in the recent years, a couple years ago, and it's actually been, um, they've been doing a lot of work on the place, and they've kind of been infusing it with that like hipster glamping vibe. That's sort of that Sandy Pines, you've heard us rave about Sandy Pines in Maine, that in-town campground kind of a look to it. That's what it reminds me a lot of. They have, they, they, you know, they don't even say RV park or campground, they say outdoor resort, right? And it's this like wilderness retreat that they call it. I want to go there with you. This is the yeah. type of place maybe you might not want. <laughs> Stephanie, do you think this is the type no, of place like you wouldn't bring the kids? I think that they'll have plenty of kids, just like Sandy Pines does or whatever. But, you know, they offer just a little more of that elevated experience. Like there's an Airstream for rent or there's those glamping tents, RV sites. They have tiny homes on site to rent. So it has just more of that vibe to it. A sleepy, more traditional kind of campground, which is hipsterized. What? Diversity. What? You have so many options for an RV trip around Great Smoky Mountains National Park. So exciting. That, I mean, that's at the top of my list to stay there. Now, if you're brave and you want to go without hookups, you will want to consider staying in one of the campgrounds in Great Smoky Mountain National Park. Also brave because you might see bears. 
<laughs> they have and a lot of wildlife. You need to be yeah. taking care of your food and locking up your food at night and keeping that safe. Yeah. So there's two things to realize here. Like I said, first of all, you're going to be dry camping. There's no campground in the park that actually has any hookups at all. Um, but second of all, these sites are highly competitive, um, especially when you're going at peak time. So in the summer, weekends, holidays, etc. Um, if you're going off season, not so much. So there's a, f- you know, a variety of different campgrounds in the park and they're all wonderful and beautiful, but we just decided to talk about two that are the most raved about. Elkmont is really pretty, and there's a great hike right there where you go past the campground where we saw the campground, and that's a really popular and loved one. It's very kind of, a, wouldn't you call it like a deep woodsy kind of Absolutely. Experience? It is Creekside with the woods surrounding it. Like, people talk about how it'll be like 20 degrees cooler. You know, like, you'll be down in downtown, and it'll be 90 degrees, and then you come to the campsite, and it'll be 70. Um, so it really has that mountain air feel to it. Now, there are no showers. There are only flush toilets here. People actually talk like, oh, but it was no problem because I could just take a bath in the creek, you know, but you have to be. That well- sounds great. <laughs> but, you know, definitely you are roughing it if you stay here by with natural attention. beauty. You know, if you have a gigantic rig, it might be a little bit more difficult getting in and out. You're going to want to do a little homework on that as well. Now, Cade's Cove, yeah, you're not going to have hookups, but it's not that same sort of rustic environment because they actually have on site this really kind of big camp store with ice and firewood and lots of different souvenirs. Ice cream. Ice cream. And then you can also rent bikes there. So it's a little more like hubbubby, you know, in Cades Cove there at that campground. And then also you have direct access, of course, to the wildlife loop in Cades Cove. And people that stay here love the fact that they can jump on the loop at times when it's not so crowded. And also like the people we know that have stayed at the campground in Cades Cove often are doing some serious biking, like they're bringing their bikes there and they're riding. Because in the summer, there's either certain days or certain hours. hours I think it's hours during the day. No cars. It's only for bicycles. Also, there are so many hikes you can access from within Cades Cove that somebody who wants to do like a serious hiking trip might camp at that campground and then do a different hike every day. All right, let's go up north of Great Smoky Mountains National Park. So if you kind of think about Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge right above that, now let's head a little bit north of that and talk about one of the newest and hottest campgrounds possibly in the entire country. Anchor Down opened a few years ago. I think it was in 2014. When we did and our it set trip, the world on they fire. Had ju- when we were there, they had just opened. Yeah. Because like when we were doing the research, I didn't look at it. But then when we were actually there, I heard people talking about how it had just opened. This place is so on fire right now. Everybody wants to go to Anchor Down. It's quite hard to get sites, but there are so many magnificent, gorgeous sites with the water view. There's a huge man-made lake right there. Douglas Lake. Douglas yeah. Lake. And so and the campground looks like it slopes up a little bit so that a lot of the rows have water view sites. Now, I know uh, an RV family that booked a site here for the, the year ahead, and that would be Stephanie and I. We're so excited we booked Anchor Down. And I literally had like an, a half an hour conversation with somebody there just to make sure that I got a site that had a really good water view. And, and we weren't even going during high season, and it was, it was still tough. really tough to get the site that we wanted. Well, I wanted a water view site with one of their gorgeous homemade, um, like they have like you stone, fire stone fireplaces. Yeah. yeah, not I was going to say fire pits. They're not no, fire they're pits. places, yeah. And each fireplace is different, but not every site has a fireplace. I wanted a water view and a fireplace, and I couldn't get both, and I had to 
go for the um, water view without the fireplace. Yeah. There's also, uh, if you go during the warmer weather, there's a pool, a lake, beach. They have rentals of like every imaginable watercraft, you know, from jet skis to boats. Like they have a lot of different water rentals that you can do. Um, And they also have inflatables that they put out there in the lake that kids and adults can play on. So this really is a hot spot. If you want to try the newest thing, this this might be it. The only thing I'm sad about is the pool will not be open right. while we're there. And that's what I'm saying. We're not even going during the, the peak time yeah, and so we again, still if, have if trouble. If you want to site next summer, you're going to get on it right now. Now, there's also the option of camping on the North Carolina side. Now, when you start researching a trip to Great Smoky Mountains National Park, so much of the material out there is on the Tennessee side. And frankly, the Tennessee side is just more popular. It's more built up. There are more options. The North Carolina side, however, was incredibly beautiful. I mean, there's definitely no Gatlinburg equivalent. I mean, there's Cherokee, which is nice, but not necessarily amazing for a week-long vacation. But that side of the national park is gorgeous. And my favorite hikes in the park were on that side, accessed from the North Carolina side. Yeah. So um, one of the really great options in this area is the Cherokee Great Smokies KOA. And um, if you know a little bit about KOA branding, this is actually one of their few resorts. So it has the top-notch amenities of all of the KOAs out there. Um, It is open year-round, which is really highly unusual in this area, but... It's interesting. What's so cool about it, and I would not recommend driving there in bad weather because it's hilly around there, but if you could get in in the late fall or winter, there's an indoor heated pool and a hot tub. This would be an awesome place to go in the off season. Also, there's a gorgeous outdoor pool in the summer. I keep wanting to call the river there the Ravenclaw River, which is a Harry Potter thing, but it's the Raven something river. Great for tubing. We had a really good time tubing there, even though the water was a little, wouldn't you say the water was a little chilly, it's, even in midsummer? To me, it's all chilly in the Smokies. Yeah, the, all the water was was very yeah. cold. But lots of activities. This is a good um, example of the KOA resort model. The sites were not that tight or packed either. I remember having a nice size site there and being very happy with the overall experience. Yeah, and the, of course they have a lot of cabins that are right there on the river too. So consider doing this in an off-season like not taking your RV if you have one or anything and and going there and using the cabin and having the indoor pool, that would be a really fun sort of off-season experience, I think, for the kids. Now, right up the road from the KOA is Yogi and the Smokies. And this is a perennial favorite for a lot of families. In fact, it seems like people either go to the KOA or they go to the Yogi and the Smokies. And they just kind of do that over and over again. It's like team... KOA or Team Yogi. They're practically next door to they each are, other. They are, really, So if you right want there. to do the North Carolina side, I mean, I would be choosing among one of these two options. Yeah. So the, the Yogi is obviously just going to be more activities-focused and more kid-focused than the KOA. So, you know, a lot of the same amenities in terms of the pool, jump pad, that kind of a thing. I might say if you have little kids, go Yogi. If you have teenagers, go Cherokee KOA. It might be a little bit better for the older kids. Yeah, because the KOA has like the rental go-karts and things like that. It just really was that resort kind of level. Oh, community fire pit and everything. So Now, I would say if you can do a longer trip to Great Smoky, Nation, Great Smoky Mountain National Park, if you can pull off a 10-day to two-week trip, 
I might consider staying at two or three campgrounds because staying on the North Carolina side is so different than going over to Gatlinburg. And staying in Townsend is so different than staying in Gatlinburg. The park is huge and it offers a wide variety of experiences. Well, you can get burnt out on driving places very easily when you're visiting the Smokies. So you can realize if you pick one single base camp and you're determined to see everything, right? From Cades Cove to Cling, what is it? Clingman's Dome. Dome, you know, from like one end to the other, um, you, you're going to feel like you are driving a lot no matter where you stay. So, you know, we did this a little bit in South Dakota recently where we, you know, stayed in um, Custard State Park and then we went 30 to 40 minutes and stayed in another campground in another area. And a couple people were commenting like, why would you move? Well, that wasn't actually unusual for us. We do this all the time. We've done this in the White Mountains. We've done this in Acadia National Park where we've gone from the KOA to Skudik. You know, we actually feel like we explore an area more and we really dive in when we don't have to drive, say, 45 minutes to an hour every single day to see different things. Our boys really burn out from that. So what we would prefer to do is just pack up the RV and go to a different area and then stay within that area. It has worked well for us, I think, for years. And so if that's a struggle for you and your family also, consider doing that. Consider picking two different campgrounds in two different areas and splitting your time between the two. Nothing wrong with getting a site at the Townsend KOI for two weeks either. Uh, it's a little bit expensive, but if you can pull that off, that could be nice too. Yeah, but I, I still think that if I you agree. were two weeks there, you would be like, oh, we have to drive to Pigeon Forge to see Pigeon Forge. We have to drive. You to could Cl- be driving two hours for certain things. Absolutely. And I just, I think that that gets old fast. And so you have two weeks, then you don't end up even seeing as much because you just end up staying in the one area. Let me address a concern and a question that some people also have too. We went to the North Carolina side first, stayed at the Cherokee KOI, and at that point we had our 33-foot-long White Hawk. I did not drive through the park, and I'm glad that I didn't to get to the Tennessee side. I did drive up, over, and around the park, which took a bit longer but it was much safer, mellower drive. If you have a larger RV, um, I, Stephanie, I don't even, if you had almost any RV, but maybe a Class B or a small motorhome, I personally would not drive through the park. There's some sharp switchbacks. I don't it, think there's any reason hilly. to, and it's really not that much longer that to much go longer. around because you're not doing all the slow driving and the switchbacks. So I think it just it is a better decision. I think I think that's our best advice is I would plan on not driving through the park with the RV. All right. So when you're deciding on the Smokies, what you want to do first is decide what area you want to be in. And then after you've decided the area, you want to decide what kind of amenities you want. So out of all of the ones that we picked, you can kind of like narrow it down to what would be good for you. And these are have all been highly reviewed by many, many people in the RVFTA community. We feel really confident confident in um, recommending them to you. And don't forget to go over to rvfta.com and you can click on that link that is that Google interactive map. And I'm going to throw in a baker's dozen, make it 13. The National Park Campground at Deep Creek near Bryson City was also gorgeous. 
Really not for big rigs, more for tenting or pop-ups, lots of pop-ups, but a gorgeous national park campground to make it a bigger 2013 for you. All right. And speaking of Yogi Bear, thank you very much to Jellystone Park Camp Resorts for sponsoring Campground of the Week. Award-winning Jellystone Parks have everything that your family needs to make long-lasting camping memories, whether you are an RV enthusiast, enjoy the comforts of a cabin, or prefer tent camping. Jellystone Parks have first-rate accommodations, amenities, and activities And right now is the time to enjoy their famous fall festival activities. There's Halloween-themed weekends going on right now. You can do trick-or-treating at the campground, hay rides, pumpkin painting, corn mazes. Check out what the Jellystone near you has to offer by going to campjellystone.com and finding a campground near you. And start booking your trips for next summer if you want to go to one of the more popular Jellystones. We will see you at the campground. See you at the campground. (laughs) 